Welcome back. We got a love seat today, not a hot seat. And we got a chance to pick the brain of one of the yes. smartest, best Eagles of all time, Mr. Seth. Jordan. Seth, welcome to the show. I have been looking forward to this all morning. How are you doing today? Man, I am doing fantastic. The Eagles are headed back to the Super Bowl in my home state. It doesn't <laughs> get any better than that against Andy Reid. We couldn't write a better storyline. You got the Kelsey brothers. What more could you ask? All right, but there's a sad thing here. You have to work here the day of the Super Bowl, even though you live there. Potentially. At, is that? Oh, you potentially. have it. Potentially. No, Seth, you need to be there. We're potentially working on it. <laughs> He's working on that. But all you right. know what? Hey, even, yeah. if, even if I got to be here, yep. it doesn't matter, man. It's all good. It's all good. All right, let, let me get right to this. I want to start with the Eagles defense early in that game. Hassan Reddick was running a mock. And it looked to me like the Niners were attempting to block him with tight ends. Is that what you saw? Why would you do that? That's that's a recipe for disaster. Well, you see it in the NFL all the time. You know, they'll slide protection away from one tight end or two tight ends and ask them to block a premier pass rusher. I think it's the stupidest thing in the world. <laughs> okay. You pay a right tackle and a left tackle to bless to, to block, you know, your opponent's best pass rusher. Why would you ask the tight end, you know, who's 50 pounds lighter in the behind to actually do what, the, what you pay your tackle to do. It makes no sense. But from a protection standpoint, some of these genius coaches believes that that works. It was a recipe for disaster. All right. Now we get to the hit that Reddick put that knocked Purdy out. Now you can't come out after a game and say, I'm proud that I knocked out their quarterback. But deep down, you feel pretty good about how that played out, don't you, Seth? You can't say it in today's game. In my game, oh, I would award as a badge of honor in my press conference. Yeah, you would have. Oh, yeah. And listen, that's the way we were. That's the way we were bred to play the game. You know, Buddy used to always say, "Hey, get that number one out of there to see what his backup can do." See how that was? They played. They talked Hitman. more honestly. That yeah. it's the same thing. All right, so here's what happened. So Purdy goes out. Josh Judge comes in. He's a jury, but he's been on 13 teams. But then a Purdy comes back in, and you could tell he couldn't throw downfield. He even acknowledged it after the game. Listen to that. Um, I couldn't throw anything probably over 10 yards, 5 yards. So um, that's why we just had some screens. That was really our only option when I, when I went back in. When a defense knows that, how do you adjust to that, Seth? Oh, that's a defense's dream. I mean, when you hear – when you hear defensive players, defensive coordinators talking about taking care of the run first and making the team one-dimensional, that's exactly what you know the Eagles were able to do by knocking the two quarterbacks out yesterday. The only option they had was to run the football. Now you can go eight guys in the box. You've seen Avanti Maddox in the backfield. You've seen Epps in the backfield. You've seen all these defensive backs you know, being the free hitter and getting in the backfield making plays because you made them one-dimensional. You didn't have to worry about them throwing the ball because they simply couldn't. Right, and so that you dream of that scenario, right? But like, do you blitz even more? I, I didn't see that they were doing that much of that. They knew they had him at that point. See, Angelo, there you go, man. You yep. know, they already had salt on them. You want to just take the wounds and just yes. and rub the salt in. I you don't know, like Sanford. They they desecrated the Rocky statues. Well, I can't agree with you on that. I, I I heard you coming in, and you know I agree with Al. It's a movie prop, but. Oh, that's, no, that was Brookie. Brookie said that. Whoever said that. That's either here nor there. But, you know, um, but I get it. You know, 
the Philly icon, you come in and put a damn 49ers <laughs> jersey on it. Yeah. Not allowed. A Giants jersey on it. A Minnesota Vikings, you got exactly what you what you wish for. You don't come in our city messing with our iconic statues. I, I got to ask you this just because it, it's been in the back of my mind. It was such a strange game because they had no one who could throw the football. If no one got hurt, the Eagles still win that game? Absolutely. You do. They were the better team. Listen, the the offense put up 31 points. There's no way in hell that that offense was going to put up more than 17 points in that in that game. So that alone. But I think if Brock Purdy stays in the game, it just raises the potential for bigger defensive plays. It was obvious they couldn't block Hassan Reddick. That, you know, the more of a lead we got, the more pressure we were going to apply. And that rookie status and that, you know, that Cinderella story was about to expire. The clock was about to strike midnight anyway. So, I mean, I don't want to hear anything about, oh, you know, we didn't have a quarterback and we couldn't throw. No, you got your ass kicked. Take the L and go on back to the West Coast, plain and simple. <laughs> Brock Purdy, Al, to, to extend this uh, metaphor, Brock Purdy was about to turn into a pumpkin. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> All right, much. Now, yeah. here we are. I got to ask you about this other stuff because when you played, Buddy kind of, uh, he kind of encouraged this too. How about the cheap junk going on at the end with Trent Williams? What do you think of that? That's just frustration. No, you know? no, n- n- the, you don't hold the grudge for that? No, because you know what? There's already some history. You know, if you remember, Trent Williams played for, you know, the Washington football team for a lot of years. So there's already some pent up anger because he's been kicking their ass for years. <laughs> yeah. So now you throw on top of that the fact that, you know, he's marched up in here, um, the number two seed against the number one seed. Uh, with high hopes of, you know, doing something. And pretty quickly they figured out that that something was going to be nothing. And, you know, as you get to the end of the game, you realize offensively you can't be efficient or productive or anything. Um, I'm pretty sure Brandon Graham was chirping and giving them the business and guys, the guys that talk trash oh. was talking trash. And, you know, you get to a point where you get a little frustrated, you know, and if you can't win, then fight. <laughs> I didn't appear they were winning that either. I agree completely. Right, you do, Al? Yes. Isn't that how they do it in hockey? Al? That's right. Can't win That's right. Your fight. That's why those guys, guys in hockey hell? fight, right? I might get a broken jaw, but, you know, go ahead. <laughs> Interesting. Let's get some calls in here. Uh, we are going to get some early thoughts about the matchup with the Chiefs and uh, Seth, and we're going to get – I want to know what he thought of, of the way the coaches handle the challenges because – Man, it looked to me like Nick made the right decisions and Carl, uh, what's his name? Kyle Shanahan did not. Nope. Ralph is up from Yonkers. Hi, Ralphie. Good morning, Phil. Are you calling to congratulate my Eagles because you've been talking a lot of uh, uh, garbage the last few weeks with your stupid Washington team? You ready to give me some props, Ralphie? Well, first of all, regarding you, Angelo, you are like the gladiator Maximus. You just won't die. <laughs> I was thinking like a cockroach in a nuclear war, but it's the same thing. <laughs> Such a phony Andy Reid is lucky. How about the Smith nine catch? And there's no video of the punt hitting the wire, but you're okay with no angle on the nine catch. No, they had an angle, but it came late. It didn't come right away. No, it was the, late. The coach, the Ralph, TV said, didn't have it. The coach and was looking up on luck, the screen. Right? 
Well, I, I, they, they didn't have it TV yet. TV didn't have it yet. Real Ruben Amaro claims that if they do it like baseball, they had an angle and didn't see it in they, time. They should. But when, when Devontae came up, Ralph, he was signaling, let's go. Go to the line. We got to snap the ball. That's a disciplined team. That, gotta, was, that was the telltale that sign was it. right there for their for their sideline. Yeah. You got all those coaches on the sideline and all those coaches up in the booth. Right. The guy who supposedly made the catch is telling his team, hurry up, get to the yeah. line. Let's run it before they can. So you throw the right. challenge flag right there. Even if Absolutely. You, even if you got to lose a, a, yeah. a, a challenge and a timeout, you throw the darn flag. Because it's a turn of possession. Too big of a play. That's, That's a huge play turnaround. not to huge throw turn. the – are they going crazy in Frisco? Somebody find out if they're – we'd be killing our coach if he didn't call that. No, I'm not asking those guys here. Seth, there's a couple of guys here who kind of terrorizing me a little. Terrorizing they're, you? They're, how, how are you terrorizing They're, they're San Francisco talk show hosts. And? And I went on with them, and I guess I might have mentioned Brock Purdy's tiny hands or some other stuff like that. I was talking a little – you know, I didn't think I'd be seeing him face to face. Little smack, so, you were writing checks that uh, you your ass couldn't me, cash. My, my, exactly. Um, that's Rhea. exactly you, what happened. Are you scared? You, you need. I'm a, not scared. Do I, need, do I need to get you a dog, or you need an yeah. escort out of here? Let me just say, like Ruben's been here providing security, but I feel better with you. <laughs> Ruben, Ruben is a little older. No, I guess you're oh, the same. The, the Eagles did win. We oh, did win. The upper they did win. That's yeah, okay. right. They All won. Right. Ralph, do you have any any other dumb comments to make? So for crying out loud, the 49ers had a four-string quarterback that was an on-leave from hospice care. How are you going to lose that excuses. game? There you go. Ralph, no, they knocked him out. Get ready, get ready for two me. weeks yeah. when Mahomes goes down. Because Mahomes is next on the list. Him and his corrupt uh, coach, Andy Reid. <laughs> right? In fact, while Andy's here, Andy may come into town now, try to get a couple of play- players from Greaterford before the game. You know, a couple of guys. We've got to do a better job. Out on parole or something. Oh. Amish is up from Dallas. Hi, Amish. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! Hey, Amish, what are they saying in Dallas about the Eagles going to the Super Bowl? They're sick to their stomach. They're still whining that they lost to the Niners because of Dak. They're right. such a pathetic fan base. What's it been, 28 years since they got a sniff of the big game, Amish? Yeah, uh, pretty much. I That's think the last time uh, that, that they were doing something relevant, it's still on a VHS. Uh, VHS did you say they got rid of Kellen Moore? They yeah. parted ways. Gone. Yeah. 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 All right, Amish, all I know is this. This one's got a sting. Because this time the Eagles are the best team in the NFL. <laughs> Angelo, I, I, I don't understand why all these Niner fans are, are making excuses about a fourth-string quarterback and, yep. you know, the quarterback got knocked out. It didn't matter who was back there. We have eight guys on the line that get after quarterbacks. We sacked QB 75 times this year. It didn't matter if Garoppolo was back there. We were going to destroy any QB. Mahomes. The Chiefs, they have no idea what's coming. All right, let me go back to the regardless of who the quarterback was, Seth Joyner, were the Eagles going to harass him? Yeah, they were going to get after him. They're going to get him, there, right? There, there, there was so, no doubt about it. And you know what? The the outcry about how the game turned out. Okay. Special teams are responsible for what they do. The offense is responsible for protecting real estate, and the offense is responsible for taking real estate. Okay, their defense, number two, the number one ranked defense in the National Football League, 
giving up only 79 yards rushing the game. They got gouged yesterday. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles' run game has gutted the last two teams that they played. 44 rushes for 268 yards and three rushing touchdowns last week against the Giants. 44 carries for 148 yards and another four rushing touchdowns again this week. Okay? So the San Francisco 49ers fan base and media and everybody else can talk all they want about not having a quarterback. But at the end of the day, the defense is who lost this game for them because their job is to stop you from scoring. They gave up 31 points. 31 points. The number one defense in the National Football League gave up 31 points. Man, please. It's a beautiful. That, that, Amish, did you, was that not beautiful? That was like listening to a great song, which you just heard. Andrew, was that like beautiful? That was beautiful. Just, it was beautiful. I got to just, just tell you two quick things. I've always admired Seth Joyner since I was a kid. When I was eight years old, he sat next to me at the old Veterans Stadium with my dad, and he was with Clyde Simmons at a Phillies game. And I still remember the woman he was with, I asked her to ask him for an autograph, and he signed an autograph for me after she told him he had to. And wow. he was always one of my favorite Eagles. But I got to say, I can't wait. I'm on my way to Arizona in two weeks. Angelo, come watch the Super Bowl with me, my friend. Let's watch this one together. Wait a minute. You have tickets to the Super Bowl? I, I've already got my th- uh, my uh, wheels in motion to make sure I'm in the stadium, uh, Angelo. All right, hold on. Uh, wheels in motion doesn't mean you have the tickets. <laughs> I w- Amish, keep me updated on that, though, because uh, I would like to know what it's going to finally cost. And thank you, as always, for your calls. Hey, Angelo, I, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to figure. I don't ever remember taking my mama with me. To a no. baseball game. She's the only one to tell me what the hell to do. Apparently not. <laughs> well, apparently, uh, you know, you had somebody with you that uh, was very attractive. That's what I'm guessing. I would have signed it anyway, but, you know, yeah. on, for real, though? I, yeah, yeah my, mom, it, no. my mom was the only woman in my life ever to tell me what the hell to do. All right, that was like 20 years ago, though. Still. Are you still with any women that you were with 20 years ago? Hell no. Okay. I'm just, I, was, I, was, I, I don't do anything for twenty over 20 years. <laughs> That's why I asked. That Seth Joyner. Awesome. 215. More with Seth when we return. WIP. All right. Welcome back. 923. I'm going to uh, put my cards on the table here. I am in the studios uh, that are owned by Odyssey. It's a wonderful company. Mm-hmm. But there are a couple of interlopers here. Al from Italy. San Francisco. These are the guys I talk to. Okay. They are named Bonte Hill and Joe Shasky. Okay. And they're on the morning roast, 95.7. They wanted to come on the show, and I threw them out. Because <laughs> I don't want to hear them, all right? Because they're morons. All right. But furthermore, what I have learned is since they arrived here, a good half hour before they were going on, they're on now because it starts at 6 o'clock yes. in San Francisco, yeah. 9 here. And, and all they've been doing, from the minute they came in, have been bitching about the way they were treated by the fans in the city, uh-huh. all right? Now, let me review their behavior, mm-hmm. all right? They brought a bunch of hooligans here from San Francisco. They desecrated, to me, the sacred mm-hmm. Rocky statue. Right. They put stuff, Niner stuff on there. We had to get rid of them there. They came in. These morons went on the midday show with Joe DeCabra, John Ritchie. Right. 
and gave out their section number at the link. <laughs> Not a good idea. And then they are stunned at the behavior of the fans who trolled them all day at the link. They yeah, should be right. shocked. I yeah, mean, that's not Seth Joyner, are these intelligent human beings who are inviting us to disrespect them? Must be the salt in the air from the West right. Coast. I would like you to react to this because this is the very this is the way they started their show at San Francisco mm-hmm. this morning. And I gotta say, these little fake gangsters out here in Philadelphia, I can't stand them. It is by far the worst fan base in the world. Not even close. Hands down, the smugness around this studio Unbelievable. here at twenty four hundred Market Street in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And all these little losers out here, fans, fake gangsters. Philadelphia is now number one on my hit list. Yeah, They're number one. On They've catapulted the Seahawks. They've catapulted the Cowboys. They've catapulted the Raiders. Yeah. The Rams. Hey, Angelo. Yes, sir. What's the address here? Uh, 2400 Market. I'm going to send out a tweet. Are these guys still in the building? Yeah, yeah. they're right in they here now. Get, they're they good. won't get out the damn building. <laughs> All right, hold on. <laughs> They'll see fake gangsters. I cannot control what you do, Seth, but I like the way you're thinking. What is a fake you gangster? Believe, what's what a fake is. gangster? Well, because they're still alive. That, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that, uh, in that regard, it is, Al. Yeah. And I'll admit, there are times when I say things that I... I write some checks that my ass can't cash. Yes. Yeah. But that's why I bring in Seth Joyner hey, and Ruben Amaro Jr. <laughs> we'll flash back to Pulp Fictions. I got some pump, some piped out homies that I can call. Them <laughs> there you go. And take now, care of these guys. This is my muscle right here. Amaro, you're my muscle. Yeah. I don't know uh, if I'm muscle. Well, look at this. big loser energy. Uh, you know, oh what is that? All right, let me get through uh, some of the other stuff I want to talk to it, Seth. Seth, the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles made a comment, and it may be considered premature since this team has not gotten the parade yet, but I want your reaction to what Jeff Lurie said on the podium after the game. I felt it before our first game of the year. I, I really felt this was the best team we've ever had, and you got to stay reasonably healthy, but... Incredible leadership, um, dynamic young quarterback, great coaching, offense, defense, you know, not many weaknesses and uh, dedicated, humble players. And I, I saw it, but you got to, it's a long season, as you know, Mike. Seth, best Eagles team ever? Just talent? Yeah, they're loaded, man. They're loaded. And, and you know, I, I feel what Jeffrey is saying. But, you know, when you go to training camp in July, all 32 owners feel that way about their roster and their team until the reality sits in. Um, These players had to go out there and prove um, that they were worthy of being in this position, and they've done it week after week, uh, day after day, Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Sunday night after Sunday night. Um, And and I'm not going to – I'm not going to take anything away from Jeffrey Lurie. You know what I'll applaud him for doing is stepping back and allowing Howie to do what Howie does. True. You know, I mean, there's a lot of owners out there that could take a page out of that book because, you know, I realize he's been very involved over the years. And he finally this year stepped back and said, okay, Howie, it's your deal. And Howie is masterful at, you know, rebuilding a roster when he has the money to do so, he's masterful at, um, you know, manipulating the cap so it always works in our favor. He's masterful at, you know, robbing other organizations of, of draft capital and whatnot. 
And, you know, you wouldn't think that you could take a 9-7 and seven team that wound up as the number seven seed one year and come back and go 14-3 and three in the regular season and be a number a number one seed and go into the Super Bowl 19-3. and three. Yep. I mean, it's just a phenomenal job. And, and that's why, you know, he's the executive of the year. And I'm, I, I said it last night on postgame. I'm almost at the point now where I'm going to permanently give Howie Roseman a, a pass. Wow. Because I'm going to tell you. Permanent pass. I, I'm going to tell you this. Every three to five years, you have to reassemble your roster the way that the salary cap is 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 structured now. the The greatest mistake that he made after the 2017 um, Super Bowl was holding on to players and being loyal to players and feeling some sense of loyalty to those guys. And this is coming from a guy who used to be a player. Okay, holding on to guys too long rather than starting the um, gradual rebuild of the roster. But for him to be able to do it in two years, I mean, just think about it. It's incredible. D- Doug Peterson has only been gone for two years. Yep. Carson Wentz has only been gone for two years. And we've got a, a, a head coach who should be in the conversation for, you know, coach of the year. We've got a quarterback, you know, who's probably going to finish number two in the balloting um, for most valuable player because he missed two games. Um, we got a guy in the uh, that should be probably co-defensive player of the year. We got a guy who should be comeback player of the year in Brandon Graham. I mean, shall I go on? No, we, we love on? Howie. We love Howie. <laughs> Did yeah, you want to say yeah, something, just a, just a couple of things, two things yeah. uh, on Lurie. For him to have the guts to bring Howie back and keep him in the organization after letting him go, that's number one. That's a, That was a huge move for the organization. Uh, a great job by Lurie there. But also, and, and I keep saying the same thing, for as, as Seth mentioned, for him to get them to back to their position, he was allowed the, the opportunity to do that. And he learned after when he was fired originally, uh, he learned and got better. He got better at his craft, uh, not only with the cap stuff, but all, all the other things as far as uh, evaluating talent. And he has been just phenomenal. He's but I got st- you, bro. He's the star of this season. <laughs> no question. Dave is up. Dave is the guy who was in last week, Al, who got tickets to the game from Novacare. Oh, we say they saved they, his leg, yeah. They saved mm-hmm. his foot. Mm-hmm. Dave, how are you today? Dave. Dave, how did you do at the game? Ah, it was awesome, man. I had my war colors on. Unbelievable. Nobody cares the Willie Walker for me, baby. I had the golden ticket. All right, but, awesome. but Dave, these, these San Francisco fans are complaining that you treated them too rudely. Oh, I trolled all the Weiner fans around the concourse with one foot, and they couldn't take it. They're nothing but losers. We can't whip ass to them. And right. for them to say about Philadelphia, they need to look in the mirror. Because I even trolled them Saturday at the Xfinity. <laughs> they couldn't take it. They're nothing but babies. I love it. We're going to the Super Bowl, baby. All right. So, Dave, <laughs> all their whining now just makes you proud that you did what you did to them yesterday? Beyond proud. I love it. And my Eagle brothers were with me. And we got into a parade. They were just whining. Stop it. You're talking to us. And then we were even hacking Dick Bosa. That that guy, he needs to get his act together. Because he couldn't take it. 
I just got that was uh, Joey Bozo was the one that was getting trolled outside the mm-hmm. ballpark. Dave, here's the thing: A, I'm happy Nova Care saved your foot, and B, I'm happy they gave you those tickets so you could take on those people yesterday. You're a hero to me, Dave. I love it. Hey, Angel, let me give a shout out to Nova Care, Sammy, Kerry, Big Ray. You should have seen him yesterday in the box. Yep. We were loving it. We lit it up. War colors, you name it. It was a dream come true, man. I Can't love it. For the Super Bowl. Dave, you're the best, man. Be well. Tom's up from Sea Isle. Hi, Tommy. Hello, Angelo. It's a great day. Why are you so happy, Tom? Well, Angelo, I'll tell you a story. I was in the backyard the other day trimming back the uh, fig tree. Yeah. And I, I was a little doubtful about the game. Back there, cutting the, tr- the fig tree back, and I heard this crazy noise. I turn around, and there's a bald eagle land on the fence. Wow, omen! That's an omen. Yeah, because I'm a very stupid, uh, superstitious guy, and my wife is really crazy about that stuff. And I walked in the house, and she said, "What are you smiling about? The Eagles are going to win the game. I have no doubt." And wow. when I got to that stadium, I had no doubt. They were going to beat San Francisco. Now, the one thing, Tom, we have done a little research after you mentioned this. It doesn't sound like uh, Eagles enjoy figs. <laughs> so they maybe they were stalking your figs. <laughs> they were next to the bird, the bird feeder, Angela. Oh, well, like that, that would be bird. another reason for them. Tom, that is a beautiful – I love an omen story. I even got something from Clifford W. Ledsow that said something about there was a green comet. A green comet every 50,000 years. Yeah. yeah. So, Tom, it's all lighted up. I think we're going to have a parade. We're going to have a parade, Angelo. We're going right. to light my homes up. I like it, Tommy. What Seth, did you say eagles eat? What they – no, bald eagles enjoy figs. Figs? They enjoy a fig. They do? Well, so those are the Italian well, ones. All right. Can I be c- quite honest there? That information was uh, yeah. relayed to me by Mr. Joe Wechter, yeah. who often will prank me on <laughs> fig humor. Damn, Wechter. Some of the fig humor. Uh, I, that may not be accurate. Eagles are carnivores, man. We eat meat. Yes. <laughs> I know you do. All right, Masat, quick right now. I know I'm jumping the gun here a little bit. How do you think the Eagles match up with the Chiefs? What do you see there? Well, listen, I, I playing under Buddy, you know, you can identify what a team is made of and who they are. The Kansas City Chiefs are a finesse football team. The only guy on the offensive side of the ball, in my opinion, that's really a, you know, non-finesse guy is the running back Pacheco. He scares me because okay. he runs like not only his hair is on fire, but everything is on fire. Okay. So the Eagles are going to have to get him under control. The other guy that worries me – is you know how we deal with Travis Kelsey because he doesn't run a defined route. Everything between he and Patrick Mahomes is ad lib at all times. Yeah, you know. So can you double him? You know, can you stand? Can you figure out a way? Can John Gannon coming up come up with a way to take him away because he is the chain mover. He is the guy that keeps possessions going. Um, and and you know if you're gonna play zone. You gotta you gotta match up zone against him. You cannot let this guy just run rough shot through your through your defense. And then, you know, obviously Mahomes' ankle must be feeling a lot better the way he played last night. And it's gonna be a hundred percent by the time, you know, he gets to Glendale. You gotta figure out a way, you know, to to be more disciplined in the 
in your pass rushes, you know, from a from a defensive lineman standpoint, and be able to keep him in the pocket because he makes his bigger plays and his ad lib plays when he's it's actually true. moving outside of the pocket. Yep. So you want to keep him in there. Um, but our defensive line is a major, major um, advantage over that offensive line. The way that we can dominate the line of scrimmage. Um, and having Avante Maddox back, you know, one hundred percent healthy, um, it, it's a game changer because I think that he is the glue that holds that offense, that defense wow, together. Maddox. Yes, and when you when you look at what they do defensively, like go back to the to the Cowboys game. You know, the Eagles were giving the Cowboys the business in the first half of that game until Avante Maddox went out. When he went out, Josiah Scott had to come in. Jonathan Gannon's his whole game plan went out the window because he could not trust the two guys that you had to replace, you know, once Avante Maddox goes out of the game. So I'm telling you, he is the piece. I mean, you see him down around the line of scrimmage involved in the run game. You see him, yep. he's the piece that you bring off the slot, you know, in a blitz when you need to bring him. When you when they when they when they line that slot receiver up close to the box. To me, it's almost a, an automatic check for Avante, Avante Max to come right up under the, the defensive end Boom. as he takes the as he takes the the um, the tackle out. So I, I think that I think they they match up well. I think I, they really match up well. And just I haven't even gotten to the offense. No, I know, we I know, will. I know, I know you got to go. No, but, but I, I uh, we are going to be talking to you. We're riding you like a rented mule the next couple of weeks, Jordan. <laughs> and I, I, I but I need gonna, to you know. You're not be the only one, Angelo. I know you're going to be doing a lot of talk. But just let me know this too. If you are going to end up in Arizona, I would like to know so we can play it accordingly. Because after the Eagles win the Super Bowl, we're going to want to hear from you. You want to hear from me anyway. You're set joiner. Monday morning. There you have it. February 13th. I'll be here pontificating win, lose, or draw. That's a promise, people. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Seth Joyner. Seth, I'm leaving with you because these San Francisco guys may come and kick my ass. WIP Sports Type 938. Nine forty four is your time, Al. I need a moment here before yeah, I bring yeah, on yeah. Ava for the love seat. I just do you think there's something wrong with me? Yeah. That my yeah. team with no, I didn't finish. That <laughs> my team winning is not enough to bring me joy. Well, why shouldn't that, it? You you got well, because actually I would think you'd be happier today because you you dislike the other coach so much. It's triple. No, I, uh, uh, Andy, no, but I'm I'm talking about yesterday. I'm I am enjoying more the pain of the Niner fans. Absolutely. Because they came in and they tried to take over the city and they look like a bunch of morons Embarrassed today. Themselves. They got their and, ass kicked just like their team did right, and now yeah. they're acting like a bunch of little whiny children. See, uh, so no. they're happy. It's their misfortune that they're doing but their I, show to San Francisco in the Audis, Audis I, but studio. I, I, I think they've elevated themselves well. I, see, I don't even consider them a rabid fan base. Well, they're acting like they are, and they're I mean, stupid. I look at Raiders. I look right. at Cowboys. I look yeah. at them. I look at like, eh. Well, let me tell you what just happened. Yeah. So, see, they're, it's their misfortune. They're here. Yeah. And it's their double misfortune that so is Joe Conklin. Right. He's getting ready for his appearance <laughs> tomorrow. And he found out that those guys, Bonte Hill and Joe Shasky, on uh, 95.7 The Game, we're complaining about us. Uh-huh. And so Joe decided to, to, to actually intrude on their show. 
And here is something that happened just moments ago in San Francisco. Because we literally had our head on a swivel. <laughs> Things were being thrown, dumped, poured. It was disgusting. Had And I'm being real. We were going to the bathroom. You you like jumped in front of me. Guy elbows me. You know, just spits on me. I'm like, you got to be. I looked at him like, come on, man. Dude, it, come it, was, on, man. it was embarrassing. Come these on, little, man. These little people around here, WIP, talking their trash. Well, right before WIP, a little smug. Well, that's just how it is out here. They're the lowest of the lows. Wow. They're going to lose. Wow. You uh. suck. Hey, shut up. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> yes! That's Conklin yelling, it's our house. It's our house. Oh, this is nice. They're in a lot of pain today out there suffering. Well, look at it this way. They always have Gabe. Yeah. They have <laughs> Gabe. Oh, by the way, they come in last week. They don't like them anymore. No, they They're tired of Gabe. They, they can't, it, it they can't take them. They, they can't, can't take Gabe Kaplan. We'll that is a fact. Have... Shocking. Ava Graham, yes. who is on the love seat today? Well, Angelo, it's obvious. Today, the Eagles are on the love seat. Brought to you by Xfinity Mobile. Xfinity Mobile, the sponsor of WIP's Xfinity Mobile Lounge. A different kind of network designed to save you money. Love seat. Hey, let's go! Yeah, going to the Super Bowl, baby! Los Philadelphia Eagles, 31. Los San Francisco 49ers, 7. Attention, air traffic control. A flock of Eagles is heading to Arizona. I- I'm just in love with this team. We got a very, very special group of guys, players. Fly, Eagles, fly on the road to I'm just happy to be in this moment, and and uh, job's not finished, man. Billy, I love you. We got one more. Hey, stay tuned. I'll see you in Arizona. Coaches, staff, all led by Nick, Howie, Don. Sorry to interrupt again, Jeffrey, but can we just get a round of applause for Howie Roseman? My goodness. It's so special because they're quietly confident. They're always team-oriented and very humble. And they grind. And lastly, I'd like to say how much I love our fans. I love being a fan with this amazing community. You see this city and the passion that they have for this for this uh, team, and we're so uh, we're so appreciative of this of these fans. I mean, look at this place. There's no place like this in the NFL. Go Birds! Go to the Super Bowl, baby! Love, see. And I'll tell you this, Ava, I watched you at the pep rally on Friday night, and you do love these fans, oh, and they love you back. You're really good at that. That, that, that was a lot of fun. It was it a really great was. time. There Angela, were over you... a thousand people there, Al. Wow. Angelo, wow. I, I, it was also amazing to see. You got uh, such a round of applause when you came out. It was surprising. People, <laughs> I, I tried Very. to tell you. I mean, people were showing up. I'm not even kidding, Ruben. They had... End. Angela, please don't go. Sign. Come Let's, on. One sign no, there were pins no for Angela. There were special <laughs> pins. But I, I learned something from this whole experience. Mm. Uh, if you announce that you're leaving, people will express love for you only because they're already nostalgic they, that you're they going. They know you're leaving. They know you're leaving. <laughs> they know you're leaving and they go, well, you know, that'll be, you know, that's something. But I appreciate all of it. Awesome. I did I did give a speech, Al, that is available at the it's morning show. social media. It, yeah, it went viral, Al, and it was uh, very heartfelt. Good. <laughs> you, you think? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Al, it was kind of like emotional in a yeah, way. Better, sure, I'm sure it was. And a lot of people really want to talk about that instead of the Eagles. <laughs> it is. 
As usual, Al squirming. They always have games. John's up for Clifton. Hi, Johnny. Hey, what's going on, Angelo? Morning, morning, crew. John, what's going on is that the Eagles have a date in 13 days with Andy Reid's Kansas City Chiefs. They do. And I first I wanna first I wanna direct something to Ava. Ava, when we spoke Friday, when I called him Friday in regards to the uh the contest, I told you about Jason Kelsey's speech. We are getting another speech. Ooh. We will be on the parkway with another Jason Kelsey speech. I cannot wait. That will be uh you know John, I don't you know, I wanna win it first, but I don't I, – I, he's in a bad spot. I don't know how you top the speech he gave five years ago. No, you, you can't. You can't, I mean, that, that right? He almost said – here's the thing with that, though, John. What about his parents? They got two – no one – this never happened before. They got two sons, and they're facing each other in the Super Bowl. How do that you is- handle that? What do you do with that? You have one parent picks one kid. Yeah, you pick one each. Yeah, and you root for them. It's like Austin Nolan and Aaron Nolan when they were playing against each other in the playoffs. I guess. All I know is, John, we had had a show in Sea Isle last summer, and we had Jason there with us hanging out, and Travis showed up. It was phenomenal. We went from Sea Isle to to the Super Bowl. How amazing is that? Hey, hey, it's the same way we feel about Jason. We never want him to retire. We yep. never want you to retire, too. But, you know, all all good things come to an end. So we just yep. we enjoy the ride while we have it. John, let's end this big. Let's win another one. Let's go, baby. I'm loving it. Mike's up from Douglasville. Hi, Michael. Listen, I've watched a lot of football in my life, and that was one of the most satisfying ass kickings I have ever seen. <laughs> yep. Excellent. And and to hear when I'm sitting there on Friday, I'm listening to these guys from San Francisco give out their seat for where oh, they were going oh, to be. Idiots. All I kept thinking was, what are you doing? <laughs> they, 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 and they're bitching. You should hear them. They haven't stopped yet. It's almost an hour now. And all they're bitching about is the fans mistreated them. They begged them to do it. Exactly. They oh. asked for it. Dopes. I'm half tempted to jump onto their radio so that way I can troll them some more. I'm so happy right now. It's hilarious. I mean, you know, they're trying to come across as boobs. They are succeeding spectacularly. (laughs) But if they're using logic, you don't do that in this city. This city's passionate. Exactly. And, I mean, I I cannot wait. I am so pumped up. I wish the game was tomorrow. Yeah. You know what? We need time to milk this one, Mike. Thank you for the call. Now, this is going to be a lot of talk here. Wait till you hear the non-answers to questions from Andy Reid. No, I just do, yeah. Suddenly, Andy Reid is ours again. You understand? And let me remind everybody. The right T-shirt. The time is ours. (laughs) Al, that right there. I can't believe it's not being mass-produced the minute I said it. Because I offer that for free here. We don't charge for this shit. Uh-huh. We do not charge a nickel. And, and we put out all this brilliant information. TR's up from Winfield. Hi, TR. Hey, Angelo. Congratulations, man. You know, they, they made sure you, you, you didn't retire without winning the Super Bowl. We're going to win the Super Bowls, and you're going to go off in the sunset, man. See, now, so they're bringing it up. I didn't bring that up. He brought that up. Yeah. I didn't well, say anything. We had a trepidation initially with the Cowboys and then, you know, the, the, the Giants and stuff, man. So we got you, man. We're going all the way, man. We're going right off to the sunset, man, your retirement, man. You know. And I appreciate that, TR. You're a fine yeah. caller, and I, I would like to make a pledge to Mr. Uh, Ruben Amaro right here now. Because, mm-hmm. Ruben, you are personal friends with, uh, with Andy Reid. You have him in your cell phone. 
Okay. <laughs> I will attempt for the next two weeks to abstain ah. from all the negative talk about Reed, oh. even though I hate him like no other There's human. There's no chance you will do that. I will do it as a sign of respect to you uh. and to your brother, Taco. <laughs> Or do you get involved in this? How did you bring Taco into this? I just like saying Taco. (laughs) I love a guy whose name is Taco. Ava Graham. It's time.